from the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Hello everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to another edition of Trail Tales ARP. I'm your host, Sean Sobon, and I've got two wonderful guests joining me today all the way from the UK. We've got Andy Hood and his son, Fintan Hood. And Andy is the creator of a wonderful group on Instagram that I'm a part of called Miles of Motivation, Walking, Running, Hiking, and Cycling. And uh, we're here to talk about that today, as well as to share uh, Fintan's story and put it out there for everybody to kind of help motivate and, uh, and raise awareness of what's going on out there in the world today. So Andy and Fintan, thank you for joining me today and uh, welcome to the show. Oh, it's our absolute pleasure, Sean. It's just been a real, real pleasure to meet you and Piper as well just recently. <laughs> That's yeah, right. It's yeah. lovely to be on here to share the stories. Absolutely, guys. So um, let's let's start off briefly with a bit of a history, Andy. I guess we'll start with you and, and your running history. So obviously, I'm, I mean, you're a good runner. You've been running for how long now? Do you know, it's got to be uh, probably 15 or more years, so primarily a cyclist, um, but I, I've, over the last few years, have definitely run more, and within the last two years, have definitely run more than, than I've been out on the bike. I found it more accessible uh, to grab the shoes, put the shoes on, get out the door for a few miles. I find it's a much more accessible way of, of getting some miles in than the bike, which takes a little bit, little bit more planning and uh, a little bit more thought that goes into it. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. Um, I actually started with cycling as well. And here in Canada, you know, we've got the winters and the snow and stuff, and it just became unreasonable to be riding out there. Yeah. So I didn't want to stop being active. So I threw the shoes on like you, and then I just kind of fell in love with the running. And I try to get out on my bike every once in a while, but uh, running is a primary thing I do as well. So that's great. Yeah, I, I find it not only accessible, but I'm, I'm super competitive with myself. Uh, and and I just I love I love looking at the metrics and running for me is just fab. It's whether you feel that you've you know you've crested that climb that hill a little bit quicker than you did before. You've come back and you've been a, a little bit faster on a certain part of the, the route. And I find running delivers that so much so much easier and in and in abundance over cycling. Yeah, it's it's really true. And the one one of the things I love about the running, and I guess it can go across all activities, but especially with the running is you're really competing against yourself and what you can do right on any particular day. Some days might be good. Some days might be bad. But yeah, it is really great to kind of to see, like you said, you 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 find a nice hill or an incline to go up and, and you know, you find after the run that you've you've beat your last previous best time or whatever and it's it's just something remarkable you don't really need to compete against anybody else it's just you and yourself you know i completely agree i mean I, i'm an addict with strava you know you come back and you look at the strava and you think hey wow you know i've i've got a pb on that climb it was you know 48 seconds as opposed to 51 that i did last time and it's a great little internal motivator and, and and I love I love looking at the data and I love pushing pushing myself through. But running running didn't come easily in the early days. I, I found like a lot of people did. I really struggled in the shoes and in, in the first runs and in the first few months. And in fact I gave up um, because I struggled so much. Yeah. It's uh yeah. it's that's not a very uncommon story. I think when people are first starting out, I had a similar experience. I think that you know, when you first start off, it feels so great. And then things start happening, either little injuries here, like overuse types of things, or, you yeah. know, trying to find the proper shoes, whatever it may be, or, or even, you know, if you're running in, in great weather, if you start in the spring or summertime, and then you're doing really well, then all of a sudden the weather starts to turn and it becomes less appealing to get outside. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, all, and then you take off the winter and then the nice weather comes back, but maybe the motivation's gone at that point. And it really is hard. Yeah. I always say the the hardest part is getting out the door. Once you've done that, you're okay. Yeah, I agree. Some sometimes it's the 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 mind says yes or or the body says no or vice versa. And you're just you're just not quite on it that day for one reason or the other. But I, I was the injury prone to begin with. I was only you know up to a couple of miles and I found I I was having troubles with my knees. I was having trouble with my my ITBS, and 
and it it was really difficult and i thought this is just not for me cycling's low impact so i i just kept up the cycling miles but i persevered i came back to it uh, and i enjoy it more today than than i probably do my cycling that's wonderful it's, it's nice to hear a success story we've got plenty of more of those to talk about um but before we get into fint and your story which i'm very um looking forward to hearing um let's talk a little bit quickly about the miles of motivation group you have on facebook um how long have you had that group going and what kind of um sparked you to start that group do you know it's such a great question sean and it was a complete accident uh, it started uh, in the first lockdown we had here in the UK, which was March last year, March 2020. Uh, and it actually was built out of LinkedIn uh, originally. I was on I was on LinkedIn and I was looking at a lot of my connections and looking at a lot of their posts. That as we came into the first lockdown, we were seeing races cancelled, marathons cancelled, 5Ks, 10Ks cancelled. And, and all activity, uh, but I think particularly running, is a very social sport. Whether you're running alone but share that experience out on, on social platforms or whether you're running with you know, one or two people or a group, I think it's very social. And people, I was picking up that people were finding it really tough. Right across the world, we're finding it really tough that as we were moving into lockdowns, that was being taken away from them. So I had a I had a bit of a crazy idea. I'm a I'm a bit of an ideas bank. Um, I I tend to just give it a shot, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. And and I decided that on April 26th, which would have been the date of the London Marathon 2020, I would see if I could get enough people together on LinkedIn to run the equivalent of a marathon. So I wasn't particularly after marathon runners or big runners, but actually just anybody who maybe just wanted to grab a pair of shoes and, and, and do a mile. And I called it the mile or more marathon. So it doesn't matter whether you did a mile or you did more than a mile. Let's see if we can do a combined distance of a marathon or what would have been the London Marathon Day. And you know what, Sean, it got such great traction. We ended up with uh, doing over 12 marathons on that day, distance-wise. We had uh, 115 people, uh, a lot of people I'd never met, never had connections with before across LinkedIn. And as, as a byproduct, uh, we raised uh, £1,000 for uh, two great charities. We split that between uh, two that mean a lot, a lot to us, which you'll find out when you talk to Finton in a moment. One of them was uh, NHS Together, the National Health Service. And that's a, that's a fund for everybody who works within the healthcare to, you know, for treats, for the extras. It's not to go towards the NHS. It's not to fund the NHS, but it's to fund social activities and social events and, and great things for everybody who works within the healthcare service. And the other 50% we put towards young minds because mental health with our young people is a real issue. Um, we, you know, we've been through this our, ourselves as, as we go through it with our, ourselves as a family, that those uh, young people that suffer from um, conditions, medical conditions, can find it both physically and mentally very, very tough. So it was... Miles of Motivation was, was born out of there. I met a great guy out in the States, um, out in New Jersey, called Ken Baldo, uh, through LinkedIn. Ken is a 39-time marathon finisher. And uh, we just hit it off, and we just had a crazy idea of let's do something else. Let's, let's get two teams together and see if we could pitch a Team US against a Team UK and mm -hmm. just have some fun when fun was in such short supply at that time. Yeah. And we, That's, go ahead, go ahead. And, and we did, you know, and we just, the momentum just, just kept building. And, and as you've seen, you know, we built this out on LinkedIn to start with. We transitioned into Facebook. We transitioned to um, the profile out on Instagram as well. And we've got a worldwide community now. We are on every continent. Uh, it's growing. And we, it's as you said at the beginning, you know, our tag is every mile counts. It doesn't matter whether you do one mile or 10 miles or 20 miles or 50 miles or 100 miles on your bike the distance doesn't matter it's about a community that recognize and support each other 
on their own individual journeys and whether you walk, you run, you hike or you bike. And that's, you know, Sean, I, I am humbled by what I see in the community. Yeah, you've you've certainly um, built a great community online. And, um, you know, even from my own personal experiences there, everybody is so uplifting and positive and cheering each other on, whether it's somebody who's just starting out or getting back into running after 15 years of being away or cycling or what what have you. It's just it's just such a great environment to be in. And like you said, considering all the struggles that everybody is going through right now with lockdowns and and missing out on that face-to-face social aspect. It's great to have a place at least online that we can go and kind of help lift each other up and meet new people all over the world on every continent, like you said. Great stuff. I agree. We, we've got some great stories that have come out of it. There's a there's a guy out in Connecticut called um, Steve Pronisham. Um, Steve, I had... Uh, connected with on LinkedIn before the Marlon Moore Marathon, but he, he joined us for Marlon Moore Marathon and transitioned into miles of motivation. Steve had not been on his bike. He had been in his garage for more than a decade and had not sat on it. He had not run really in a long period of time. He's working towards his first triathlon now. Wow. It really sparked something in him. And we saw videos that he would be out on the trails in the middle of the night filming funny videos. Uh, and he was sharing his experiences. He's now open water swimming um, for the try. And Steve, I think for me, really is a real great example of what's coming out of Miles of Motivation from someone that was inspired just to give it a shot and do something and has re-found the love for, for sports that life gets in the way of sometimes yeah absolutely life life does get in the way sometimes of, of having fun <laughs> but, yeah uh, it sure it's, does it's so important to make the time for that right so yeah so, so i mean you you stumbled you stumbled across miles of motivation um yeah, how, how did you stumble across us and, and how, how did you found it in the last few weeks and months? Yeah, you know what? That's that's a great question. And it just miles of motivation was a group that came up on my suggested feed. And, and I saw it and I clicked on it and it, it was it was pretty evident that this was a great group and and, you know, a lot of like minded individuals there. So I thought I'd join it. And it's one of the one of the few groups I have that are pinned. So it's one of my go to groups that I that I check in on as much as I can, you know, probably daily um, when I'm on Facebook. And, you know, from the things I've posted, I've got great feedback from everybody. And even just, you know, starting conversations with complete strangers, like you said, it's just been it's been so great because everybody's so open um to conversation there and and so inspiring like i get inspi- inspiration from from seeing what other people are doing as well and you know like i said sometimes the hardest part is is getting out that front door so i found you know often i'm on there and i see what everybody else is doing and that just gives me a little kick in the pants i need to to put my shoes on and get out the door as well on the days i'm not feeling it <laughs> and, and we see that daily you know we've got that there's a great core that they're posting every day and then we've got the guys that dip in and out and you know and and contribute to the posts and it's wonderful wonderful to see that support you're right every single post every single picture every single mile is inspiring not only to yourself having done it or doing it but is inspiring to so many other people that you are touching with that mile with that photograph that you've taken when you're out and about there was a, a post this morning which has picked up great traction for a guy in pennsylvania um uh, luke and he's decided to quit his 20-year habit of smoking. Mm-hmm. He's a great cyclist. He restores vintage bikes. Some of his bikes are just beautiful. Um, but today he posted, today's the day. I've made the decision to give up. And we've seen the support for him you know, through the community and rally around him. And, and I can only imagine today that he's probably taking something away from that. And that's reaffirming the decision that he's made for himself and and for his young family. Yeah, it was it was great to see Luke post that there. And uh, as an ex-smoker myself, back in a former life, um, you know, I, I can definitely appreciate 
um, the challenge that he's taken on for himself and understand that, you know, he wants to do it for his family to be around as long as he can. And it's never too late to quit. And uh, he's got that great support there. So hopefully, you know, when he's needing it, when he's having a, a hard time, because sure enough, those things will happen. We have to be realistic about it. But he, he has a group to come help lift him up and, and get him through those times as well. And, uh, you know, once you put your mind to something, you know, anything's possible. So I have a lot of a lot of faith in what he's going to be able to do. Yeah, I agree. And we saw again this week, we saw somebody out in, in Germany post that they were having, weren't having a great day. You know, they were honest. They, they weren't having a great day out there. Uh, they managed to get out the door for a little bit of fresh air, but they weren't feeling it. And the support and the love that came in for for her was just fantastic. And it inspired her to, to have a better day. Uh, she's, she's found, I think, this week tough, homeschooling, lockdown. And, you know, that's tough on, tough on families. So having somewhere where you can go and, and have got a, a community around you that understand and inspire. It's wonderful. You know, how it's grown organically and it continues yeah. to grow organically is, is fantastic. Yeah. And it's just going to keep attracting more and more people of, of like mind. And and like, you know, we, we alluded to earlier, we're all kind of in this, no matter where you are, we're all kind of experience the same thing in terms of, of being stuck inside and, you know, whether or not you have a, a, a job to be able to go to or you have, you know, working from home and trying to homeschool the kids at the same time and very challenging times. So this is definitely something that is going to help us along the way. And with that being said uh, and being stuck in home, Fintan, my young man, welcome to the show. And let's, for let's, having me. Let's, let's talk about you a little bit here, Fintan. So if, correct me if I'm wrong, you're 16 years old. I am, yes. Okay, so yeah, you're very similar in age to my my daughter. She just turned 17 back um, before Christmas. And, you know, it's it's been hard for her. I can see, you know, kind of having to be away from friends. But, um, you know, she's she's been able to go to school up until recently where they've kind of slowed things down again after Christmas break. But uh, before we went on the air, if you will, you had mentioned to me that you've been, you've been inside and, and isolating yourself for over a year now. Or uh, about 11 months now, 11 months. Be a yeah, year, uh, in February. In February, February, right. So let's let's talk a little bit about your history as to why you've been in isolation for so long and how that's kind of affected you and, and where you're at today. So uh, my condition is essentially my immune system doesn't okay. quite work properly. All right, so it doesn't produce the white blood cells needed to fight off infections and that of course has led to a lot of complications throughout my life when I was a child I had infections daily rashes and of course slowly as tests were done and the condition was figured out I, I at least know what's going on but I'm constantly having to take time off off school when I am able to go in because of course I'm unwell and uh, I have to take regular rests during it we made the decision to I don't know what you have over in Canada, but in the UK at the end of what we call year 11, so when you're 15, 16, you have exams mm -hmm. and a bunch of them are called GCSEs. We made the decision to split them over a few extra years so that I'd have a lot more free time to rest so I wouldn't be as unwell. Because obviously when you're unwell, your body's trying to fight it off and you get tired. And, it, and it's what led to me not being as fit as I really could be. I was more encouraged to stay inside and not do much because I didn't want to exert myself. But I've come out of that a bit now. Uh, moving on, during the lockdown, I realised that I was putting on those pounds. I wasn't. I was doing far less mentally. It was it was awful because at least I normally would have somewhere to go to, but it was just me and my room and my phone. <laughs> it, it was not. It was not the best of time or the best of place. And that's when dad popped in with his group it was midway through what the summer holidays were and he just went Fenton you need to get outside <laughs> and, and that really sparked something all right I put on my shoes and yeah got ready to get outside wonderful so do you recall your first your first uh, venture outdoors what was that like for you <laughs> we were already talking about that earlier weren't we <laughs> the adventure outdoors um yeah so it was hot so i had my shorts and my t-shirt on and i was pretty unwilling i'm not gonna lie i wasn't i wasn't quite willing to do it so i got out and it was a, it was a slow run more of a jog than a run 
And where I run, we got about two miles up to a group of houses in a church. So we kind of call that the regular run, quick two miler. It wasn't quick for me. And I got maybe less than halfway, maybe three quarters of a mile. And I just died. Uh, I got outside. Did it feel good? Maybe. But my legs hurt. Everything I was panting away. At, <laughs> I, I, as I realized how unfit I was because dad was just casually strolling it felt like for me <laughs> away and yeah I don't it, know it was tough but you but tough. you got out and you did it I did do it all right and I am happy that I did do it that's good it and, was, and like like your dad experience. says you know every mile counts whether whether you're walking or running or or struggling you know they say <laughs> if if you have to walk walk if you have to crawl crawl just don't stop right yeah yeah that 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 was the motivation that Dad did uh, did put on me. Well, that's and that's the tag that we put on them. I mean, Vincent's wearing one of our tops. I think it's and, mirrored. You know, I got Beautiful. it for him, and just every, every, mile, every counts. mile counts. And it really was for Vincent. It was just to say, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you walk this. It doesn't matter whether you jog this. And and that's what we did, didn't we? We did a bit of running and a bit of walking and a bit of stopping. Quite a bit of stopping, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> we did quite a bit of stopping. <laughs> and, you know what, though? It's, uh, I'm just. So cool. happy. My dad, he was a great motivator throughout the way. All right. There were times when I would have stopped, right? When I would have just gone, no, this is it, right? I'm stopping here. I'm taking my rest and I'm going to walk the rest of the way home. And maybe on the first time, dad accepted that as an excuse. But as time <laughs> got on, the the reasons for stopping got less and less. And dad kept pushing me, right? He was like, well, you're yeah. getting to this. You're getting past that little point. Come on. We sort of had trees as markers, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's get to the next tree. And <laughs> um, I can only be happy for it because it did push me to get to uh to get into those extra miles. Yeah. And, and that's a good strategy to have. Just pick something up ahead of you and just just gotta make it that far. And and then once you get there, you either see if you need the break or you pick the next target up ahead and you chase that one down as well. So so that was your yeah. first run and it was, you know, difficult for you. And we Very all tough. have to start where we're at, regardless of what our conditioning is in that moment. That's where we are. And that's, you know, you can't change that. So how has how has the running or the jogging progressed for you since then? Uh so it's progressed quite far. I my next couple runs were to the same place, but I was feeling a lot better. And then we made the decision that I would keep stopping, but I would eventually get to the end point, which is a mile away, the church, uh, or quite a bit outside the church. And I remember very clearly, this was the one day when I made it there without stopping. I'd always stopped, but I made it this one time without stopping. And there's a large tree there, and I just flopped by the tree, tired breathing so heavily i was i i felt like i was dying against the tree i'm not gonna lie i did think we were gonna have to wheelbarrow you home <laughs> i i remember i remember the, just a flash of pure jealousy while i was sitting there sweating my back off against the tree barely able to move and dad was there jogging on the spot trying to keep uh, keep pace <laughs> it was that was maybe the fifth run that i did i was I was so proud of that moment. That is one of my most proudest moments, even though it wasn't mega far, even though it literally was just a mile. I've been, I wouldn't say super unfit, but I was never fit throughout my life ever. I, I think if you're, if you're honest, Vincent, you know, your condition you've got, which is, you know, massively affects the, the immune system has meant that you've had to spend significant periods of time in the hospital. In fact, for quite a long period of time, over several years, you would have to be in hospital every three weeks for a whole day, every three weeks, taking intravenous antibodies into your body. And, and actually, whilst that was I meant to do you some good, actually you were even iller after the treatment for uh, for a day or two. So yeah. the fact that you could put on a pair of shoes and, and make it a mile was just the most phenomenal achievement. It was. Uh, and as I said, I'd all, I've never been motivated to get outside just because of my condition. I'd never been able really to, to get to those levels, but it was decided and I knew I could do it and I did do it. And I say it's one of the proudest moments of my life, sitting, sweating on the back of that tree, <laughs> remembering that I got 
one mile away from my house without stopping. Uh, you, you know what, Fenton? It's amazing. You know, a lot of people might say, well, a mile is, you know, it's not very far. But if you look at the entire picture and everything you've been through in your life up until that moment, that mile may as well have been 100 miles because, you know, yeah. there were there were not only the, the physical challenges you had with having been stuck inside the house for so many months, um, kind of getting even more deconditioned, if you will, um, but getting out there and having your dad there to motivate you. And I can see in his eyes the pride that he has and how proud you've made your dad. Um, you know, that's that just gives me chills to see that as a father myself. And, and I can completely appreciate that. But you know, a mile is just the beginning, right? Your dad's mentioned that you've you've run a 5K. And I yeah. even got a 10K. And, and a 10K, that's right. So you've built up to that. And and that's, you know what, 10K is, is a considerable distance, right? When I first started running myself, I would, you know, run. I remember my first kilometer. I thought, wow, I just ran a thousand meters. That's amazing, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then eventually I built up to five and then I had 10 on my mind for so long and eventually you get there. So that, that's, yeah. that's a great achievement as well. Um, how's, how is, how is it for you to get to that 10 K? Is that, is that a distance you hit often or just once in a while? Uh, it's more once in a while. It's actually, we're very lucky down here in, in Southwest in Devon. We have a, a place called the Tarka trail. I don't know if dad's probably posted about it before, but it's a, an old railway track. So it's completely flat and obviously it was tarmacked over. Mm -hmm. So it's just miles. Of, how, how long is it? The, the total trail itself, we're really fortunate, Sean. I mean, the trail's 180 miles oh, wow. um, of varied terrain, but over 30 miles of it is paved, is pure tarmac. That's and it's just flat. beautiful to run on. And that's where we tried the first 10K, right? Uh, it was, yes. I decided that I was going to get to 10K. I'd done a 5K around where I lived, up and down hills. But I thought, you know what? i going to push past that. I'm going to get to the 10K on a really quite a flat, well, it's almost dead flat piece of road to obviously make it a little, little easier. But it wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't. And I, I stopped maybe twice yeah. throughout the whole thing, I think it was. Sort of once when I'd got to 5K halfway, panting a bit, but doing quite well. And then once halfway on the way home. But uh, it's lovely, the Tarka Trail, actually. There's just trees all around you. Some of it's open. There's, it was sort of autumn time, so it was falling down. It, 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 it was lovely, actually. It was one of my best runs, that 10K not only because of the the beautiful scenery but the fact that it was 10k 10,000 meters never in a million years would I dream that I'd get that far and, and the great thing about that route that we chose to do it on was that at the 5k marker you go through a tunnel an old railway tunnel quite a long tunnel and we we, had, long we had a bit of fun going through that tunnel oh my <laughs> I mean if yeah, and it's and it's a lovely it's a lovely point. Say, okay, we're there. We're at the halfway mark. We've got a real great marker point now to to turn back round. But this was part of this was your doing. Your your ten k was was your idea at that point, wasn't it? it? Was, you, yeah. We were running the miles of motivation autumn virtual at the time. Uh, we run across the course of the year just a, a series of of events just for pure fun. Um, you can choose different distances and some are head-to-heads that we that we do. We've got a head-to-head -head coming up in March. But you said, let let me try 10K. Um, I did, yeah. It was part of the, there's a little sort of a challenge on them and it says sort of 5K, 10K and sort of goes up a bit. And I went, I'm doing that 10K. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get it done. It's going to happen. And, and I did. You did. And that's what I just saw it and thought, I'm going to have to do it. You know, everyone else is breaking their goals. I've just been sitting doing a couple of miles every other day, which is pretty good for me. But I wanted to, even more than that, I wanted to improve even more. Yeah. And it's, it's not something I do often because it, it is very, very tiring. And I took sort of, it was it two to three days off running after that? Because it, it was. You did. It was tough on you. A well deserved break. I did for it. Sure. <laughs> it was. Hey, Trail Tailors. If you have a running story that you'd like to share with our tribe, please reach out to me. You can email me at trailtalesarp at gmail.com or go to our website, trailtalesarp.com and fill out a guest intake form. And if you're the type of person that's a little bit on the shy side, just send me an email or a message and I'll read it on the show for you. That's not a problem. 
Love to hear from you guys. Run wild. Yeah. I think we might have eaten some chocolate as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's one of those things, Andy. I think you you were doing that over the Christmas holidays. I believe you were, you were, uh, posting up you know what kind of food you're going to eat and how many miles you needed to run to be able to eat that food (laughs) and and you know that that was just a bit of fun we were given a a great big box of chocolate Ferrero Rocher chocolates which is just just divine and uh there were 42 in the box and I worked out but you worked out you got me to work I got Vincent to work out it's about 100 calories we decided per per chocolate so I thought hey you know I'm going to earn these I'm going to earn these by running them and we just we just had real real fun with it. There aren't any left now, though, are there? They're not. Uh, <laughs> really you ate the last few, didn't you? <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Quite and a big it, chocolate muncher. Um, chocolate is my weakness. If you know, I can't eat just one. Sometimes, if there's chocolate around, I'll I can't <laughs> say I'll have a small piece. It's it's all gone once I get into We're it. We're with you, Sean. <laughs> I'm definitely with you. Yeah. So, Fintan, that's you know one of the things that I really love about running. I think almost every runner has in common is this desire to kind of push ourselves to our limits. There's that curiosity there, that determination where you say, okay, I want to see what I can do here. Right. I I really have a feeling that that 10 K for you was that, was that challenge to kind of see where's my limit. I want to get there, you know, and you did it. And I wanted to ask you because up until that point, you've been running, you know, five K's here and there when you hit the five K mark, on your 10 kilometer run, did you find that there was a bit of a mental barrier for you because you're kind of surpassing now um, your, your previously known limit? You're kind of going into uncharted waters here. What was that like for you at that point? Do you remember? I do remember it, yeah, because we're just coming through the tunnel, as I said, lovely, lovely marker. And it, it, it was, it was quite tough. I remember sitting there, taking that bit of break and thinking, because uh, some of my other family members, I think my brother and my mum were on their bikes. And I thought, oh, could, could you know, could just, could, could just stop, right? And they'd come past in a minute and I could just hop on a bike and get that rest of that 5K. And I didn't say it out loud, but I really was thinking, I was thinking, yeah, they're not that far away and it's, it's a bit cold, I suddenly realised. And all these excuses kept popping up in my head, all right? And I, um, I never really had it before, but some of my thighs were starting to sting. I must have whack them or had something or other maybe a twig was down there or something but and I remember that but it was dad again he's such a brilliant motivator I remember looking at him and he was just like yeah we'll get it right there and he just did you know that I would I would be thinking that because you clearly were he just kept motivating, kept saying positive things and kept talking about because he just kind of I, I believe he filmed something wasn't it going through the tunnel okay. so Obviously, he was very hyped on that and talking about how much of a, a brilliant thing it would be to show everyone. And it, it just pushed me past. And dad even had to make sure that I stopped halfway through back on that 5K. I got into the mindset of, it's just 5K. I've done it before. I didn't think about the fact that I'd already come 5K. I was thinking, I'm going back on a 5K. And that that's when I pushed through. That's when it, it really... I really did manage to. I think the only inkling, the only indication I got from you that your mind was probably at that point was when you said there's a slight incline because you go through the tunnel. There's a slight incline on on the trail. It's very very shallow because it's an old railroad, but it's still an incline. And you'd mentioned that, and and that's why I set a couple of markers and I said let's let's get to this point there's a a wonderful point about halfway along so it would be about the seven seven and a half kilometer marker where there's um the trail widens slightly and I think there's a farm nearby and they put a dog bowl out there with water so dogs walking on the trail can can have a rest break and I'm not quite sure what the story is behind it we must find that out but there are trees and all the trees have got knitted colored scarves tied to them and there must be a story behind that we we must we must find out what that is sometime it must be something quite quite special but i said let's use that as our next our next sort of waypoint our next marker point it's quite an obvious thing when you run passing trees for sure multicolored uh scarves on there but you just did incredibly well you just you know we we kept the pace right and we were chatting so much of the way or I was probably chatting so much of the way um, 
But it was it was great. It was an incredible feeling. It was almost like those running past us the other way. It's almost like other runners passing us in the opposite direction recognized what was going on here because you you got so many smiles and so many acknowledgements from other runners and, and come on, keep going and well done yous. It was almost as if they knew the story. And I think that's something magical about runners. I think there is definitely that, that connection. Oh, absolutely. I, I oftentimes, so if I'm driving my car and I see somebody running, you know, you honk the horn or give them a wave. And I think especially motivated to do that when you see when it looks like they're struggling a little bit and they're having a hard yeah. time because one little thing can lift somebody up and, and get them through it and you see Fintan how those those negative voices were starting to kind of speak up in your mind giving you the excuses to quit oh this hurts yeah. or it's getting cold there's an incline here I should stop and then you see how your dad lifted you up and then all the other people around you that didn't even know you and it's it's one of those things when you can recognize that, that that voice, and we all have that voice inside our heads that tells us why we can't do something, you know, you train your brain to overcome that voice and say, I can do it, and you quiet it down. And and sometimes that voice is loud, but, you know, it takes people to, to kind of... Absolutely. You try to move past it, and when you can't do it on your own, you go to the people that you know who who are in your corner rooting for you and cheering you on, and and they'll help you, help you get over that as well. So we all deal with that voice, my friend. We all do. And I think a lot of that mental toughness that, that you have and that mindset that you have to get through that comes from the challenges you faced as a very, very young child. I mean, from, from very, very young age, you've been in and out of hospital with so many operations and, and so many different challenges and hurdles to come across. And your school attendance across the, the winter period can be you know less than 50% attendance because you're so unwell. But, but still you're determined to find a way through. So you're determined to find the solution and splitting your exams across three years was one of those solutions. And you, you know, what humbles me so much, I think, Sean, with, with Finton when um, he has these challenges is he wants to inspire others. You know, you say that so often, you want to inspire others to, to show them that anything is, is possible. It is, yeah. I think if I can do it, almost anyone can do it. In fact, I think anyone can do it. There isn't a person out there that couldn't do half a mile, mile, whatever, and, and can't build it up, all right? And I, I don't think I would have done it without my dad, and I hope I can be that person for, for other people. I, I, I really do believe that it is it's life-changing. You don't think that running can be life-changing, but it truly is, or, or any exercise, you know, whether running, biking, hiking, swimming, it really is. It gives you such a, such a good feeling. It's, it's brilliant. Great um, words there, Fintan. And I, I definitely want to um, acknowledge your determination and, and the grit that you have and that you show because you certainly haven't had the best hand dealt to you in life when it comes to your health. But despite those challenges, you've been able to overcome them and you've been able to achieve what I think many people in your situation may not even try to achieve. And not only did no, you I try, not only did you try, right? You completed it and you did it. it did and the sky, the sky is the limit for you with that mindset and that attitude. The sky is the limit, my friend. So I, I, applaud you and thank you for sharing um your story yeah. and your message to people because i am certainly inspired by it and i'm sure that everybody listening to this is going to be inspired by it as well i, so, I do hope they are bravo Just to you my friend Absolutely. get out there people in podcast land <laughs> exactly exactly and we're gonna we're gonna share this with everybody that we can and we'll put it up on my social media and, and share your message and your story because it is it is quite truly remarkable you must have hit those mental barriers yourself, Sean. I mean, you've done a lot of running. You've done a, you know, a lot of different terrain as well. And I've been listening to some of some of your podcasts recently and some of the events that, that you've done. And you you certainly pushed yourself. You must have also experienced that barrier where the brain is just finding reasons not to go on. Absolutely. It's, it's a reality for everybody, I think, Andy. And, you know, I look back to... Two times when 
there's one night in particular it was october it was kind of raining outside and i was just in a in a down mood i was sitting on the couch just feeling down on myself and not wanting to do anything and my wife looked at me and she says you need to go for a run i said I don't want to, like, I don't want to. So she kind of, she grabbed me by the ear, put me at the door and said, go for a run. And, and I did. And, you know, through that run, I could, I could feel the transformation happening. And that, that, that wet blanket that was just on top of me and keeping my mood down was just yeah. kind of lifted up. And I started feeling like myself again and feeling better. And I came home a new man. And, you know, that was one of those times where I couldn't, I couldn't drown out those voices that were telling me that I couldn't do anything or you shouldn't do this or do that. I needed somebody else. I think, I think that's a takeaway for me is that, you know, you never know when somebody's struggling like that. And it's so important to, to give words of motivation to people and be positive because you never know who's going to need it that day. And if you can help one person, even in a month, then it's absolutely worth it. And if you can keep that positive mindset yourself, um, it just makes things so much easier for you as well, right? So we just kind of have to share that with others. And I think that's one of the things we're supposed to do as individuals. But yeah, even going on into into doing certain runs and challenges, Andy, um, yeah, there have been many times where I've done, you know, stupid things like trying to run a marathon without training for it or running 50 kilometer uh, run without training for it. And, yeah. and inevitably, inevitably, you start to go into that pain cave, as they say, and then that voice gets really loud and, and you have to, you either, you have two choices, you either give in or you, or you keep moving, you know, and yeah. on that first marathon, I've talked about it previously on the show, it was just you know, I had, I had an opportunity to get into the car with my family and, and just quit and drive home. And I couldn't do it despite the suffering I was feeling. I knew that, uh, I wanted to finish it because I likely wasn't going to do it again. But <laughs> in that moment, I said, this is the last time, but I'm going to do it. And, and, that, and I did it, you know, and it's, it, I think it's so important every once in a while to put yourself in that situation, just to kind of, just to kind of, you know, put yourself to the test and, and, keep that determination kind of sharpen your blade if you will you know because because it translates into life whether it's through schooling whether it's uh at work relationships anything like that right um it helps prepare you to get through those through those tough times because it teaches you that even though you struggle you you can get through it to the end and the struggle will be over right you don't have to succumb to it so i, I I think it's one of the greatest, one of the greatest aspects of, of the era we live in today. And the fact is you can turn on, turn on your channels, you can, you can look at your, your contacts, you can find inspiration in sometimes the most remotest of places. I ran my first marathon distance in November last year, November the 29th. That's my mum's birthday. Um, and I decided... I was going to give it a shot. I had done up to 20 mile distances up to that point. I run between 40, 50 miles a week as, a, as an average. So I was ready. I was ready to do it, but I knew it would be tough. And it was tough. You, know, you say you have much more than the wife. You've got a fantastic partner there who really recognizes and, and you know you work as a team. It's a, it's a real teammate. I had team hood around me to, to support me that day and us. met me at a couple of strategic points with some uh, with some 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 uh, some jelly beans to eat and uh, to keep the energy levels back up. But yeah. I drew a lot of inspiration from that from a wonderful lady who sits from the Miles of Motivation community called Deb Bonega. And Deb owns uh, or she's uh, has a foundation called Preston's March for Energy. Preston is one of her sons. Um, Preston has got uh, some muscle wasting disease. Um, he's he's bound to to the chair. He works phenomenally with a with a coach. I see great pictures of him working with. I think it's Coach Steve. But they several years ago were looking for a bike when preston was quite young i think he was around 10 maybe a little bit younger at the time and they were looking for a bike so that he could have something to ride a regular two-wheeler wasn't wasn't cutting it for preston he he couldn't ride a regular two-wheeler 
Uh, and therefore, he was missing all those wonderful opportunities you get as a childhood. I mean, as a child growing up, my bike was was my best friend. You know, <laughs> that the adventures you'd have on your bikes in the summer holidays were fantastic. So they put a post out there about, um, you know, does anyone know where you can buy these bikes or get these bikes manufactured? Because the costs were just prohibitive at the time. And they were wondering if those, they could find someone to manufacture. They received donations from all over the United States and from around the world, wow. even from people they had never met to fund the purchase of an adaptive bike custom built for Preston. They were so touched, they decided to pay it forward. And in the last 10 years, this is their 10 year anniversary, they have paid that forward over 450 times with wow. unique custom built adaptive bikes for children. The Miles of Motivation community have now funded two. Our second one goes out this month to a 14 year old called Alex in Belmar uh, who has cerebral palsy. And Alex will have a bike that is built for his needs and will be able to go and create those memories with with his friends. And we funded one earlier uh, in uh, the back end of 2020, I think it was October, for a six-year-old called Macken. And uh, she had a fantastic hot pink custom-built bike, didn't she, which was great. And, and we raised, the whole community came around and we raised enough money to, to fund that bike for her. But for me, I found... I find so much inspiration from what Debs and Scott Bell and, and all the others at Preston's March for Energy do, that actually that was my inspiration to say, do you know what? These guys go through a tough time every single day. I'm going to put myself through a tough time today to run 26 miles I've never run before. And on every step, on every part of that mile, that's all I thought about. Certainly helps carry you through. Uh, we had a great day that day, didn't we? It was it was nice. Uh, I have a uh, on one of my runs I did uh, a few weeks ago. I, I now quite regularly run by myself the two miles up to the church and back, as as I do. I normally do it every other day, so I'm rested, and it and it really helps, and I I enjoy it now. Occasionally, I might do more, but mainly the two miles. And I was just. Coming back home, I was just a couple meters on my way back home, and I had I had something that I hadn't done in a while. Now, due to my condition, I get extremely tired, and it got to the point where I would actually faint quite regularly, oh, which wow. of course caused tons of issues. Uh, school, like physically hurting myself, hurting other students, even being out in public at that point was a genuine stress because walking alone in town and then fainting on the floor is not exactly wise. Um, and I pushed past it in recent years. We worked on hundreds of methods, pacing myself and building myself. But, and, but this happened on my run, on my way home, my earphone fell out of my ear, which never a good thing into a bit of mud. Um, so I bent down and picked it up. And in that moment I just flopped on the floor. Oh it was scary i was just, we do live on country roads so it's not like cars are rushing past but i didn't think about that i was in mud water i were twigs poking into me it was it's a really scary experience i tried to fumble around for my phone to call for help and as in i think that would have really put me off running as in eventually you know my dad dad was out so i couldn't call him and i was really panicking and I did get home. I did get back safe. Uh, obviously, I rested. And I, I think that would have put me off running if it weren't for the the support. You know, it's it so scary. But I, I was back within a week or so. I was doing very, very few. I was back to my sort of three quarters of a mile. I even did a couple of walks to see if I was up and ready until then. But I brought myself back. And that is a no sport small part thanks to miles of motivation and dad and the rest of my family just helped me pull through understanding that maybe i couldn't go right back to doing the miles that i was doing but i could place myself back up provided i paced provided i worked and i did and now i'm right back to it oh, but yesterday beautiful. i went for a lovely run one of my best runs i've ever been for it, it was lovely good weather comforting that was a great day yesterday wasn't it 
It was. It was almost like spring was around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get that a lot here in the UK. It's mainly just, especially in these winter months, just yeah. rain. All right. It's one thing. It's rain and mud. We don't get that beautiful snow that you and Pike are running. Yeah. You know, it's one of the consolations with the cold temperatures. At least the snow is really pretty to be on. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it has become my favorite season to run in um, in the winter. It's just things are so beautiful and you can see all of the animal tracks when you're out in the trails and in the woods, you can see the deer tracks and little bunny tracks or whatever else is out there. And uh, Piper loves it as well. She's uh, She doesn't overheat or anything and she can be out in the cold for, yeah. for hours upon hours and not even not even flinch. She doesn't get cold, that dog. So um, yeah. She's it, amazing. Oh, she's, she's, she is, is amazing. I've got such a strong bond with that dog. Like I've never had before. And, and I've had dogs since I was a you know young boy growing up and she's the first dog that I've run with on a regular basis. And, and the bond that we've, we've obtained is, is something I never imagined could happen between a human and an, and an animal, but, but it has. And, uh, and, you know, I want to thank you for allowing her to to take part in one of the virtual events that we did. She she got her certificate in the in the email. Um, and, you know, it was just I was so proud. I had to post it and share it with my family and, and everybody on Instagram. And um, I was I was I was so proud of her. It's like she's my own child. You know, I said, look what you got, Piper. And she has no idea. She's just wagging her tail at me, and, you know, give her some treats. But but it's been really cool. It's been really great. And, and to see the other people in the group with their dogs kind of posting them up there and everything and sharing their stories it's it's wonderful so so thank you for that and allowing piper to partake because miles of motivation isn't just for people with two legs it's for for four-legged oh, runners as we, well you we, know we, yeah <laughs> we've got quite a few four-legged uh four-legged friends in miles of motivation now uh, i think uh, helen are out in sweden we see her dogs and horses quite frequently yes, now yes. as well which which is lovely, but it is about being that big family, isn't it? We are very connected to our animals and as we are our own family members. And and I think it's important to recognize that we we draw people draw a lot of inspiration from from their animals, walking with them and, and running with them. And I see that on the trail, you know, when we're not in a lockdown and I'll go out and run on the trail where you did your 10K. I find the dog walkers are wonderful. They're great to, to smile at and and and, uh, and and to see as you as you're going past, aren't they? We've, yeah. we've got several that we see quite frequently with some beautiful animals. Yeah. yeah. It's it, a shame it, we're not persuading our cats to get out. No, there. no, I don't think we'll get our cats running. <laughs> We've got three that would cats be a sight to see one as lazy as each other. That'd be, that'd be a challenge. That would if be a sight to see. them to get out, that would be mission accomplished. <laughs> it's a rare sight to see them outdoors let alone moving anywhere no kidding, but i'm eh? with you on the snow sean i mean it's great we've we've been out to uh to bc a few times oh yeah uh, over the holiday period in fact my profile picture is me fat biking up in the mountains in bc out out uh just uh just outside Kelowna, and it's incredible it's another world um, mm-hmm. I, and I, I think it's something you have to experience if you if you've never, you know, hiked or snowshoed or, or run or, or fat biked out in snow. I think it's an absolute must do. It, it's it. I found it really transformative. It, it's slow. Yeah, I found fat biking was was a much slower pace. It was tough. It was pretty tough going, particularly on fresh powder. But it's so exhilarating. Forgetting Absolutely. the part where Granddad fell off. Oh yes, the snow. <laughs> And you didn't realise that that had happened. No, my 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 uh, my mum and dad came with us one year, and I was out fat biking with with my dad. And of course, as you know, snow deadens all sound. And I, I, I got to the bottom of this trail, and I, I was sitting there waiting, and I was waiting, and I was waiting a bit longer. And I thought, <laughs> I better just go back. So I left the bike at the bottom and started hiking back up this this part of the trail. And he was up to his chest in snow. Oh, my goodness. He had fallen it. He couldn't get out. And, of course, he, he said, I've been shouting and I've been calling. I was like, I haven't heard a thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good thing you went back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would have been yeah, a human human popsicle if you, if you yeah, left him up there for any time. Eh? <laughs> but he had oh a great goodness. time. 
Yeah, no, it was great otherwise. One of my other memories of being in Canada was when we had freezing rain at Niagara did. Falls. Obviously, you got oh, to go yeah. to Niagara yeah. on our first time. And I can't say Niagara was particularly impressive, although the water park there was lovely. <laughs> but we had freezing rain. Right? And we'd never, I've never ever seen it before in my life. Didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> all right? And it was a startling thing to wake up one morning and see trees iced completely yeah what a sighting yeah it was never uh, i didn't know it was a thing i remember what was i 13 12 12, 13 uh, it it stunned me lovely place it's uh we had we had an ice storm where i where i live up in dufferin county oh maybe about four years ago now and it knocked out power for two days and i had come home from work and it was it was about 1 a.m. in the morning and I went into my backyard and we've got a green space out back and lots of trees and cedars and things like that and you could hear the branches snapping under the weight of the ice and you could and I took my phone out and I recorded the sound it was pitch black you just hear them snapping 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 and then there was this one tree I don't know what kind of tree it is but it was bent over completely into our fence into our yard I thought oh that tree's gone and then the next day it warmed up because this was in March. So the days were warm. The nights were cold. Yeah. When I say warm, you know, five degrees Celsius, eight degrees Celsius, something like that. But uh, the ice started to melt and eventually the tree kind of went back up. It didn't break and we still have it today. So I'm pretty thankful for that. But what a wow. sight. It just bent right into the shape of a U over the fence. Yeah. Never seen anything like that before. But uh, yeah, those, those ice storms. Perseverance are, pays off. <laughs> yeah. yeah tree held on. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the snow melted. The tree great. made it through the tough times. Yeah. Great analogy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful, guys. Oh my gosh. Listen, it's it's been such a pleasure to talk to you guys. We're kind of running out of time here, but before we do go, for everybody who's listening, um, who's not part of the Miles of Motivation group, where can they find you on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, whatever you have? Please uh, share that with us and I'll be sure to put it into the show notes. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I mean, everybody's welcome. It doesn't matter whether you've not picked up a pair of shoes and been out the door before or whether you're a, you're a seasoned cyclist or a hike or, or runner. This generally is a very different community. It's very relaxed. Uh, it's very supportive and, it, and it's, it's for everybody. On Facebook, uh, just search Miles of Motivation. It will come up as uh, Miles of Motivation, uh, walking, running, hiking and cycling. Very easy to see with a lovely, nice big blue logo with motivation that sits right across the middle. And our tagline is every mile counts. And across on Instagram, uh, we are tagged at at my miles of motivation. And we share so many of the pictures from around the globe of uh, of everybody in the community and uh, and what we're getting up to. And and it's fantastic. We're we're growing organically and it's just such a pleasure to welcome new people to the community, isn't it? Yeah, and I want I want to add to that too. There's there's not an ounce of pretentiousness in the group. Everybody's there to support each other. There's no there's no sense of oh this person's better than me or I don't belong here because I haven't run this distance or I don't run at this speed. There's none of that in the group. It's just it's just positivity and cheering everybody on no matter what they're doing. And it's really it's really one of a kind out there. So it's it's great. I agree, and that and that's really important. And that was one of the foundations, one of the building blocks of it was to be fully inclusive. I have a memory of of cycling with a with a group when I when I lived in in West Sussex. Uh, which is a couple of hundred miles away from where we live now. Uh, and I went out with a group and it was probably the most uncomfortable ride I had because if I wasn't, you know, a centimeter off of the next person's handlebar, if I wasn't being really deadly serious about it, then actually I was, I was made to, to not feel welcome and not part of that group. And I, and I, never, I never wanted to feel like that again. And I, what's really important for us in Miles of Motivation is exactly that. It, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter whether you haven't even grabbed those shoes yet. Everybody in the community is 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 fully supportive of, of everything you do. And we've got some great new people that have, that have joined recently. A, a lady who did couch to 5K, uh, worked her way up to a slow 10K uh, and through illness, et cetera, found it very, very hard to, to keep that up. And she's now gone back to the beginning. She's now back to the beginning doing couch to 5K and sharing that journey with us. Beautiful. 
Yeah, no. it's wonderful stuff. Guys, I'm going to leave you with my with my catchphrase here on the podcast. It's going to see on my mug here. Run wild, my friends. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Andy and Finton, um, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much again for joining me. And we will uh, we'll see you at Miles of Motivation for sure. And we'll have to get so you back you on the show again in the future. Look forward to it. Yeah. Sean, thank you for your Good time. Lovely. And really look forward to, to catching up with you and Piper again soon. Trail Tales ERP now has a brand new YouTube channel. You can head over there through our website and check out all our latest videos. And please don't forget to subscribe. If you could also leave us a review on wherever you get our podcast from, that would be greatly appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP. And you can also join our Strava running group at Trail Tales ARP. Thank you so much for your continued support. Run wild.